0: We've got a beautiful piece now um, from the Kabbalah, or from the Zohar itself, um, and it's um, telling the inner meaning of the telling of the story of Seder night, of Pesach. Um, uh, the main mitzvah, well, one of the main mitzvahs on Seder night is telling the story, okay, we're actually reading the Haggadah. So this is what the Zohar has to say about it. This mitzvah is to tell the praise of the coming out of Egypt. It is an obligation for every man always to tell of these praises. And so we have learnt. Every man who tells of the coming out of Egypt and is happy in that story with great happiness in the future he will be happy he will rejoice with the Shekhinah in the world to come because there is joy on every side. And this is a a man who is rejoicing with his master and the holy blessed one is rejoicing in his story. At that moment, at that time, the Holy Blessed One gathers together all his, like, court, all, all, his, all, his, all, the, all, all the members of his court. That's, and he says to them, Come and listen to the story of my praise that my children are telling and who are happy in my redemption. And then all of them gather together and come and join with Israel and listen to the story of the praise and are happy in the joy of the redemption of their Lord and come and thank the Holy Blessed One for these miracles and these great acts, and thank him for the holy people which he has in the land, who are happy in the joy of the redemption of their Lord. And then is added to him strength and might above. And Israel, in their telling of the story, are giving strength to their Lord Just like a king who gets more strength and power when they praise his might and give thanks to him. And all are feared from him, all have awe of him and his glory goes up over them all. And because of this, we need to praise and to tell this story as we have learned because it is an obligation for every man to always tell before the Holy Blessed One and to publicize the miracle of, because of all these miracles that he made. And if you were to say, why is it an obligation to tell these miracles? After all, the Holy Blessed One knows everything all that there was, what there will be after that. Why do we need this publication, this, this, this uh, proclamation before him on what he did and what he already knows? And he answers. Because for sure, a person needs to publicize the miracle and tell it for him from what he did Because these words go up and all the heavenly court above gather and see them and thank the Lord. And his glory goes up over them, both above and below.
1: Okay. Wow, that is so precious.
0: so that's the actual zohar so when we be sitting at our seder tables telling the story of the coming out of egypt we really need to imagine the angels the Tzaddikim, are all gathering listening to our story Mm -hmm. listening to us tell the story and how much joy there is in that story. Mm -hmm. So we sing the the Haggadah, we say the Haggadah with love, we we sing it as much as we can, we sing the Hallel, we we give praise. It's a great acknowledgement of God. It says in the Haggadah, every man has to see himself as if he himself came out of Egypt. Yes. So we have to, we, we give this praise to God, knowing that God's taking us out of our own inner Egypt. If you remember, we, we talked a little bit about that last time. Mm-hmm. Our, Egypt, our Egypt being the will to receive ourselves alone, our Egypt being our ego and God helps us get us out of there. Mm
1: -hmm. This This notion of personalizing Torah, personalizing the stories, the lessons, the realities, is I'm. I'm asking the two of you, since I don't have a, a you know, lifetime history. Is it terribly uncommon? No, uh, Rabbi Ashak teaches us that um,
0: all the biblical stories are both historical happenings and are processes within ourselves as well.
1: Yes, he teaches it. Yes. I'm asking you when you grew up. In your family, in your synagogues, no, I in never your... heard it before. That's what I'm asking. No, I never heard it before.
0: But I mean, like I said, I grew up in a in a, a very Lithuanian tradition, a very mm. dry tradition, also. So I never heard it before. But it speaks to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. Yeah, very much so. Um.
1: Oh. When I actually, in you know, the best I could with the Bibles I had in English, um, Yudita, I would actually read out loud and occasionally insert my name to make sure I knew and focused on the fact that it was talking to me, right? Right,
0: that's a good idea.
1: it was a big, well, at that point in my growth, it was really necessary because I was trying to force myself to realize these are not historical people and stories. These are directions for me now. Right.
0: That's exactly the right way to take the, 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 the stories. So, so when we're sitting at the Seder table, we're absolutely uh, relating to the Seder, to the, to the story of coming out of Egypt in a very personal way mm-hmm. yeah we're happy that God's taking us out. Yes.
1: Yes. Man, that is just, that was so beautiful. That was, that was bringing you to tears the way you read that. It, that was, or well, I, you were I, translating as you were reading? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. It was very, 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 very precious. Thank you. That was unforgettable. Um, there's a... Um, Another piece um, in the
0: Zohar that I uh, learnt just the other day, um, which is to do with the four cups of wine. Yeah. Um, so I started to make it into a, uh, you know, one of my talks, but I haven't finished it and I've just been so busy cleaning that <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got around to it. I you know, hope I'm going to get around to it before Pesach for everybody. Um, so I thought that we can, yeah, we've got another half hour. We can, we can look at that as well. Okay. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the four cups of wine during, on the Seder a table, one of the elements of the service is that at during the service, we drink four cups. OK, mm-hmm. and the Talmud says, it's actually from the Mishnah. A person on the evening, um, the eve of Pesach, near the uh, in the afternoon, a person should not eat until it gets dark. Even the poorest of uh, in Israel should not eat until he's sitting at the Seder table, and he should not have less than four cups of wine, even those who are supported from the community. Okay, like those who go to the soup kitchens or something. So the Talmud just gives us that straight law, okay, that everybody has to have four cups of wine. Hmm. In the Jerusalem Talmud, um, I don't know if you know, but in fact, there's two versions Mm -hmm. of the Talmud. Mm -hmm. There's the Babylonian Talmud and the Yerushalmi Talmud, the Jerusalem Talmud. Um, The Babylonian Talmud is the bigger one and the generally the more authoritative one. It was um, uh, compiled by the uh, sages after the uh, dispersion of the Jews. um, uh, in Babylonia the Jerusalem Talmud was a smaller one and um, is um, um, was was compiled by the the rather decimated community left in um, Israel and the Jerusalem Talmud says like this why do we have four cups on Seder night? Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Benaiah, said that these are for the four expressions of redemption, which come from the passage in Exodus chapter 6, which goes as follows. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I took you out of the burdens of Egypt I delivered you from your slavery. I redeemed you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments, and I took you to me for a people. So we have: I took you out, I delivered you, I redeemed you, and I took you. And in Hebrew, that would be v'hoteiti, v'hitzalti, v'gaalti, v'la'khati. So the four cups of wine are drunk for the four expressions of redemption. Hmm. Okay. Now, in the Zohar, it goes even further into these four cups of wine. And it's going to teach us that these four expressions of redemption for which we drink the four cups of wine are actually four vessels for the light of gold called Sfirot. In our learning, we haven't yet reached the concept of Svirat. But Svirat are the most subtle vessels for the light of God, which are clothed by the soul of man. So they are vessels inside the soul through which we can attain the light of God. The light of God is always whole and complete, but we cannot attain it unless we have a vessel for it. Okay? Um, For example, the Torah is the fountain of all wisdom. The wisdom is the light, like the white parchment it's written on. But if it were not for the black letters, I wouldn't know what it says. So the black letters are the vessels, and and the white is the light. So similarly, all the light of God, for us to attain it, we have to have a vessel for it. We have to have the correct vessels for it. And that is what a svira is. It's a subtle vessel for the light of God. And they are actually components of the soul. Okay. Okay. So. This is what the Zohar says. Rabbi Yossi said these four cups of this night, why do we drink them? Rabbi Abba said, Behold our companions who are quoted in the Talmud have placed them as being corresponding to the four expressions of redemption. That's just what we read earlier in Exodus. But beautiful is the explanation that appears in the book of Rabbi Yesus Saba, who said, Since the holy union that is the light that comes into the vessel is found on that night in all its aspects, both the light of wisdom and the light of loving kindness. And the light that comes in is in the four connections, which are the four stages of the vessel, which are never separated from each other when this union is present. These are Chochmah, Bina, Tiferet and Malchut. And we awaken with their joy, And drink four cups of wine for them because we have merited to these stages. For whoever grasps onto this, that is the illumination of this union, merits to all the four stages of Hochma and Bina, Tiferet and Malchut. And therefore this night is different from all other nights and we need to do the service and unite God's name throughout and be happy on this night because it is a joy on all sides, both above and below. I find this an amazing piece of Zohar, tell you the truth. Because Chochmah, Bina Tiferet Malchut is, a, mm-hmm. is, is, is a, a complete set. We haven't learnt this yet, but Hochma um, represents the first letter of God's name. Bina is the second letter of God's name. Tiferet is the third letter, and Malchut is the fourth letter. So together, Chochmah, um, Bina, Tiferet, and Malchut make up God's holy name, the four-letter name of God. Which means that when we're drinking the four cups of wine, we're actually we're providing vessel, vessels for each of those components of the name of God, and it's complete.
1: that's stunning yeah interesting <laughs> i mean i have studied for years the best i could the sphirot and so it's not you know a picture forms in my mind as you talk about this and i've never heard this it's it's stunning and it and the first word that comes to me yadida is consume we are consuming in order to become I think, uh, yes,
0: I, I, I'm very taken by this idea also, Mia. Uh, oh. um, we, we, we're standing there or sitting there
1: yeah.
0: with the with 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 physical cup in our hand and the wine in the cup, and we're going to make the blessing and we're going to drink the, the wine. And we actually, it's, it's such a sanctification of the physical, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you know, wine can be drunk under any circumstances from the most holy to the most profane. Yes. And what we're doing is we we're, we're bringing we're using the physical in the, such a holy way in such a sacred way. It's 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 really showing us that the physical is not separate from holiness but can be an important component of holiness. Mhm. And so that holiness is not just an idea in our minds but it's actually comes through the texture the taste the 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 the, the holding of the cup that you know one can imagine the, the 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 taste of the of the pesach wine going down and all that when we're doing it with the right intention with the right kavana, with the right approach and the blessing is creating a vessel for the name of
1: God. Um, You'll have to forgive me because this phrase is not Kabbalah, but um, bloom where you are planted. Mm. This is one of my favorite phrases. It's just a funky little thing and I don't know who thought it up, but bloom where you are planted means be where you are and grow and elevate your circumstances. That's beautiful, that's beautiful, I, beautiful, isn't it? And yes. so that's what we're doing. Each one of us sitting there at that table right where we are the the best we can with what we bring to the table, literally, we're, we're doing that.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you're elevating. Uh, yeah.
1: And I, I, I really
0: feel that for me, um, these drinking the four cups of wine, for me, from this Zohar, I'm understanding what a vital role the Jewish people play Mm -hmm. um, on on Seder night for the world, for humanity. Because Mm -hmm. this great light of redemption comes into the world every year at this time. And, And the first time it ever came in, which was on the night of the Children of Israel going out of Egypt, the firstborn of Egypt were, were, were killed by it um, because they were in the complete opposite. They were in the complete uh, will to receive for themselves alone mm-hmm. and anti-God. And, and so they were actually killed by this light. And so it's powerful light. I mean, this tremendous light, he says, the light comes in on both sides. It means the light of Kachma and the light of Qasadim, both the light of wisdom and the light of loving kindness. It all comes in on that night. And so how crucial it is um, that we provide the correct vessels for for humanity, for all of us, that that light comes in in a, in a way that's going to redeem Going to bring the gu'ulah, going to bring redemption to humanity, which we need so badly. Bring the great light of God in a balanced way to, to, to humanity. And that we do with, with our intention. Now, in the Haggadah, um, especially in the Sfadi Haggadot, uh, it appears uh, for every um, aspect of the, of the Seder, Um, there's written in an intention so I shall Mm. read the intention that is said before we drink the first cup Mm -hmm. Um, here I am ready and prepared to fulfill the uh, ready and, and invited to fulfill the mitzvah of the first cup of the four cups for the sake of the unification of the Holy One, blessed be He and the Shekhinah For they are hidden and exalted in the name of all Israel. And may um, the, the pleasantness of the Lord our God be upon us, and the work of our hands be established for us, and the work of our hands may God establish it. So we make this intention for the unification of God's name which means that we want to do it for the sake of God, not for our own sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? And and then we we, we, we we make the kiddush and we um drink the first cup of wine.
1: Hmm. Nice.
0: I mean I I, I I I find that the, the, the learning the, the inner aspect of the the mitzvot of, of the Seder changes the Seder completely for me. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> for me too. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Um, we've got another quarter of an hour. Oh, there's another bit here. Sorry, I didn't see this piece earlier. In the from the Zohar on the four cups. The zohar goes on. Rabbi Yossi further said, these four chokhmah and Bina, tiferet and malchut are called the four redemptions. Why is this? Because the final level, which is the malchut, is called, you remember we learned the term malchut at one point. <laughs> Is called the, oh, yes. That's right. It's called the Redeemer. That is the angel who redeems. That's from um, Genesis. However, it is only the Redeemer because of the higher level, which is Tiferet, which stands above it and gives light to it. Tiferet can only give light to Malhut because of the two levels above it which are Chochmah and Binah, and Tiferet receives from them. We find that these four, Chochmah and Binah, Tiferet and Malchut, are the four redemptions. They are all connected in the Malchut, which is the Redeemer. So it's it's like all these four, we looked at the four expressions of redemption, and they're all gathered together, together, and give to each other in, in the malchut, which is the main vessel. If we look at how this expresses itself on Seder night, we are the malchut, the souls are the malchut. We mm-hmm. take the wine, we make the blessing on it, we focus our intention and drink it. And by doing that, we are uniting all the aspects together and making a vessel for the great light of redemption which comes into the world on Seder night. Wow. <laughs>
1: it won't be the same this year. <laughs> no,
0: it won't be the same.
1: No.
0: Um, if we're looking at um, Seder night, at the... At the uh, Seder. Um, I have in front of me a picture of the Seder plate. Um, can you envisage that or would you oh, like yeah. or would you oh, like yeah. to maybe we could just find a, a picture on the internet of the Seder plate. I was looking
1: pla- at some this morning.
0: Oh lovely okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll see now. Let's see if I can find... Oh, here we go. Um, I'll just um, send you a picture. I've got one here. Yes. Okay, so we have a beautiful picture. Very good. Okay. Very... Quite a few of them, actually. Actually, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll just take one. We'll just take the one, the big one at the moment. Okay. I just picked one. Uh, it doesn't really matter which one. Okay. So... We have the Seder uh, plate here. Now, each element of the Seder plate is also a Svira. Okay? So we have Mm. the Zroa, the the, the leg of the shank bone, is a Chesed. Um, Opposite that, we have the egg, which is... um, Grua. The middle thing um, is the bitter herbs, which is Tiferet. The Charoset, which is the bottom right, is uh, Netzach. The parsley is the bottom left. Is Karpas is uh, is sorry is Hod, and the very bottom. Is the um, ho- uh, chopped up horseradish, or oh, here it's lettuce, um, is
1: yesod. and the plate itself is the malchut. I'm so sorry. I thought I thought the bitter herbs were the uh, horseradish.
0: Okay, so uh, there's different traditions for bitter mm. herbs, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. The, okay. the malchut is the um, Is the plate itself. Got so, it these are the last seven sphirot. so the three matzot are hochma bina and daat so okay. so we have the three matzot and the seder plate again make up a complete ten sphirot which is again a complete um uh, uh, god's name it's a full God's thing.
1: Wow. That is awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So in the Seder table itself, we have, I think, I mean, I like to think of it as both time and space. Like on the spatial element, we have the Seder, Seder plate and the three matzot, and that's God's name. And we have the time element, which is the drinking of the four cups of wine. Which is God's yeah. name.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't forget to help me with the bitter herbs bitter and herbs. right, bitter
0: yeah. herbs. Now, the absolute correct one for bitter herbs is actually lettuce. Oh, yes, chasa. Huh, huh. That is the one in the in the in the Gemara. However, most of the Jews. Um, uh, uh many of the Jews lived in northern climates in mm-hmm. which lettuces don't grow very well in the middle of the snow at Pesach time. And so there were other substitutes. Also, if you live in a very hot climate, you know, where it's all desert, you can't grow a lettuce there either. Right. So um, the uh, nowadays... Um, Lettuces, you know, you can get a lettuce pretty well anywhere, but um, in the old days, you couldn't. In, in So they used um, a, a, a root, like uh, um, horseradish is actually a root, and you can, you know, it grows in, in cold weather, and you can store it, and and that's why horseradish got used instead. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's not actually bitter. Horseradish is strong, but it's not bitter. Yeah. Um, the the lettuce is kind of bitter, kind of sweet. And that has an important message. Okay. If we look at where is the bitter herbs in the Seder plate in this arrangement, it's right in the middle. Teferit.
1: Yeah. Now, Beauty.
0: <laughs> yeah, and compassion. Teferit is compassion. Yeah. And you're going to say, why are we eating bitter herbs when we're relating to compassion? We've got chesed is loving kindness on the right hand side. We've got the Beit sa, we've got the egg, which is gvura, which is judgment on the left hand side. And we've got tiferet is compassion. And the other aspect of the bitter herbs is also there in the middle, yisod. And so the middle line, which is compassion... This is rachamim, is bitter herbs. So, hmm. you know, this is like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So, there's a very, very, very beautiful explanation which speaks to me very deeply. We talked a little bit about the fact that the children of Israel were under the domination of, of the Egyptians. Like, we are under the domination of the ego if we're not aware of it. And it's very hard to get out of that domination. And the problem with the, the exile of Egypt, um, more than any of the other exiles, was that it was a spiritual enslavery as well as a, as a physical enslavery. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, in that sense, it was worse than the Holocaust. Because the, the Holocaust was a physical enslavery, but by and large, they did not manage to enslave our spirit. Oh, no. We kept our spirit. Okay, no matter what they did, we, we knew we were Jews and we stayed as Jews.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is an amazing thing. Whereas in, the, in 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 Egypt, they didn't. They sank under the, the weight of this very sophisticated culture, and this very sophisticated uh, 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 thought that they had in Egypt. And... Um, <clears throat> They were dominated by it, and when we look at the whole of this um, process of of the in slavery in Egypt, um, when does it when does the when does these, the redemption begin? It begins when it says, "And the children of Israel sighed, and they cried out to God, and God heard their cry." And that comes straight after the words, and and, uh, and Pharaoh died. And the king of Egypt, uh, Pharaoh, died. Do you remember? And the king of Egypt uh, died, and then the children of Israel sighed, and they called out, and God heard their cry. You mean to tell me that all the time he was alive and enslaving, and enslaving them, they never cried out? Uh, it doesn't make sense, does it? What it means is, is that the inner Pharaoh died. Mm. They, w- 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 when did they begin to cry out to God? When they realized that their slavery was bitter. Mm. When they realized the bitterness of being enslaved by their ego. Until they realized their bitterness. Bitterness of being enslaved by their ego, they could not get out. And God redeem mm. them until then. They had to feel how bitter it was. Bitter to be enslaved by this horrible culture. By this, but it wasn't the physical enslavery, it was the spiritual and mental enslavery. And only when they really realized how bitter that was to them could they begin the whole process of redemption.
1: Hmm.
0: So that is why the bitter herbs is compassion. Hmm. Because when we realize for ourselves the bitterness of our ego, that's the time yeah. we can get out. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we, 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 we don't even know... That it's bad or holding us back or confining. Okay. We don't even know that when we're really in the midst of it.
0: Well, that's most of us. And I, I mean, it's me most of the time, I must say. Yeah.
1: Until I, yeah. you
0: know, wake up finally. We don't realize. No, we don't realize. And it's so bitter. And, and, and it's the bitterness is
1: actually compassion. Wow. Oh. Hmm.